Uh, let's start out by, uh, well, one, I'm sitting down, Cody. Did you notice that? Uh, the last few months I've been standing up. Today I'm sitting down. wonder why that could be. I am exhausted, and uh, and yet I sound refreshed and revigorated, don't I? Always. Sure, it's the red light goes on and it's dance, monkey. And then I'm like that little monkey toy where the, the he claps the cymbals together. <laughs> that they used to use on the uh, drug commercials. I remember that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's how I am. So Because uh, we've been moving all week. And uh, most people say they've been moving all week, and they mean they packed, and then the movers came, and then it was over in a day. Uh, we have literally been moving for a week. It is a, a nightmare. Uh, but before we get into uh, before we get into Cody uh, showing his true colors as a newlywed, uh, I want to wish an early happy birthday to Roger. Roger's birthday is tomorrow. He is going to be seventy eight years old, what, and wait? he doesn't look a day over sixty three. Uh, <laughs> we are very excited that you were able to uh, to hobble in here with the help of your uh, your walker and all yeah. of that and, and continue to do the news yeah. happy are you excited about your birthday what's I'm, going to happen I'm on your very birthday excited i'm gonna uh, well we're excited that you made it to another one yes That's always good. i am i am too i am uh, always happy about that thank you i appreciate it and and the last 13 or so of them with you uh, because yeah. we've been here working together for at least 13 years together. So. How sad is that for I, you? <laughs> that must be, oh my goodness. <laughs> that, is a, that is a horrible birthday reminder. I apologize no, for, for not really for no. ruining your day. Only uh, on certain years. Yeah. Um, well, sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to sleep uh, <laughs> once I get home you know from work to, tonight. You know how to party, Roger. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, you know, Very you have nice. to pace yourself when you get this age. Oh, sure. Um, 78, that's what I hear. Yeah. That's the word on the street. <laughs> Not 78? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, getting there, though. Uh, and then uh, we got a Cubs game tomorrow. Oh, very nice. The uh, kids uh, always try to take me either for Father's Day or for my birthday, since they're so close together. Um, always like to take me to the Cubs game, even though last year we... Uh, was it last year? I think it was last year. We went to the White Sox game because every other year the other team is in town sure. on my birthday. All right. So last year we had a great time out at the Sox game. I invited a bunch of other um, uh, friends from Evanston um, to to come to a us. part of the city they never even knew existed. Oh no, they know existing. They, they uh, knew. And uh, we sat up in the right field bleachers. Uh, up at the top there, yeah. the, the big walkway where all, all right. the good food is and everything. Yeah, that's nice out there. Yeah. That's where I like. I like to sit in the outfield. I'm yeah. a man of the people. I I like it too. They got seats in the for the Cubs game in the uh, grandstand, be nice. uh, the lower grandstand. But I think we're gonna if it rains, I think we're gonna be okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a good birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday uh, day early. Thank we you. We'll uh, we'll celebrate. Uh, I don't like celebrating birthdays ahead of time, so we'll celebrate it late. That's fine, because now it's like the present that keeps on giving. It just keeps on giving. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, Cody is, uh, Roger, as you know, you and I have been married for a long time, and sometimes when you're married for a long time, uh, things come up, and you uh, you have to uh, change your plans. But Cody is truly, I will give Cody kudos, he is a dedicated newlywed man. He He is willing to support his wife and be true to his word no matter what comes his way. Okay. Evidence by Friday where I text Cody and I say, hey, I have an extra Rolling Stones ticket. <gasps> want to go? Ooh. Cody could not go. Do you want to say why you could not go, Cody? We had a social engagement, yeah. and she would kill me. I said she would kill me if I blew it off for any reason. However, uh, she claims that she would not have, and yeah. she probably would not have. See, but... then you found out when she heard it was the Rolling Stones, she would not have been a, She would not have. Uh, she would not have. 
killed you. The worst part of it was not only did I turn down the ticket offer and not see them, but she was teaching yoga that afternoon and she saw the Rolling Stones leave their hotel. <laughs> so she got to so see she them. she saw them in person uh, and you only get to hear about it now when I uh, try not to rub salt in your wound by telling you that if you have tickets for Tuesday night for the Rolling Stones show, you will not be disappointed. It was phenomenal. Unbelievable. And I will say this, I got um, I got past the point of hating the fact that I was in the midst of 80,000 people because you know how much I love crowds. Um, I was more... It was a toss-up of which made me more excited. The fact that when I arrived at my seat at Soldier Field, it was an aisle seat, or the fact that I was seeing the Rolling Stones. It was very close. Very close for the two things because, I one, I love sitting on an aisle. And two, I love the Rolling Stones. It was it was great. Mick Jagger, seventy six. Roger, he's a year younger than you are, and he's still uh, after after having heart surgery. How uh, many? Three just months ago. Just a couple ago? months ago. Yeah, I know. heart surgery. <laughs> Mick Jagger comes out, all sixty eight pounds of him. Yes, and he goes on a mad tear. He's dancing around. He's doing all the. He's doing so many Mick Jagger moves. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a parody. He's dancing around. He's doing the things with his hands. Mm-hmm. He's flapping his wings. Thank you. Thank you. He, everything. Everything you want from Mick Jagger, that he, was ga- it. he gave it to you Friday night. He loves Chicago. Oh, my goodness. Well, they said their first show in Chicago was in 1964. Wow. And I jokingly said to the person with me, oh, I was only 20 when that happened. <laughs> and they, they, didn't, they didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> They've, yeah, they've done 38 uh, up till Friday night was their 38th show in Chicago. So Mick, Mick talked about that. He uh, name-dropped Lori Lightfoot, the new mm-hmm. mayor, who was uh, in attendance that night. He, and Ed Burke. And, and he made an Ed Burke joke. And he mm-hmm. made a, uh, you know, a lot of it, you know. Yeah. Yes, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones have been coming to Chicago for a long time. Right. But it's that's the canned local patter that makes everybody, I have yet to have an Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> Should I have it dipped or dry? Ah, everybody's, everybody's losing their mind. Big Jagger's going to have a sandwich. Ah, people going nuts. And um, they made the Ed Berg joke. And then, I, you know, so he's talking. And, and it was it was great. And Keith, uh-huh. you know, Keith Richards, seriously, mm-hmm. uh, they tell us drugs are bad. Right. But come on. The guy fell out of a tree, got hit by a coconut, had to have brain surgery. Mm-hmm. He was a heroin addict. Uh, allegedly, he had all his blood transfused. The guy is still up there playing guitar <laughs> at 172 years old. And and isn't he still smoking? I don't know. He, he, still, he wasn't he smoking sm- on stage okay. uh, Friday. Okay. I don't know if that's city ordinance. But uh, <laughs> no, he did not smoke. Uh, well, Ronnie, it probably is a no-smoking area, Soldier Field. Well, I don't think that would really apply to the talent. <laughs> but uh, Ronnie Wood was uh-huh. was a master showman, just running around. And the two of them mm-hmm. just going back and forth with guitar licks was crazy. And Charlie Watts was just Charlie Watts, just sitting back there. And you know he's thinking, I'd really rather be playing jazz somewhere and having a cup of tea. But mm-hmm. the the beat just kept going nice and steady. And Charlie actually smiled a couple times. And it was great. And so the state the, the production was as you would expect from the Rolling Stones. Just giant, over the top, wonderful. Uh but then the stage extended out to the fifty yard line. Yeah, I with saw a long that. there was Pictures, a long walkway yeah. and then a round bar. And they the stones came out 
for to that round part and did a couple songs from basically the 50 yard line. Nice. Which was great. right in the middle of the crowd. Right That's in the middle. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, answer me this, Cody. You're a young man who didn't go to the concert because you love your wife. Yeah. Um, valued his life. Well, let's not get crazy. Uh, would you pay to go stand in the back of a main floor for a show? Like, so imagine Soldier Field, right? Imagine if you go to a Bears game, the south end zone, so down by McCormick Place. Yeah. So from, say, the 20-yard line maybe or the 30-yard line to the south seats was just standing room. So there were people who paid I don't know how much to be on the main floor just standing. And I thought that has got to be the most miserable, miserable thing you could ever imagine. Actually, you know, when I saw Guns N' Roses, I was probably about 15 rows back. And I mean, the second the show started, everybody was standing the whole time. Yeah. And there came to be a point where since they were all folding chairs, people were kind of moving them. And then the, you know, the rows started to become less of rows and more of a pattern. And then we're suddenly five rows further forward (laughs) than we were originally. So um, I don't imagine there was probably a lot of sitting even in the seats. Well, I didn't sit... I didn't sit throughout the show. I think I may have sat once. Right. Uh, so I was standing the whole time, but I had the option of sitting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like get I that. like having the option of during a slow song, or Keith came out and did two solo songs. Uh, one, uh, in the middle of it, I ran to the bathroom. Uh, but then the other one, I sat. But then I was up for all the, you know, the big hits. I think for a lot of people, like, especially if you, you know, you work out a lot, your legs are tired or you're older, Uh, there's various circumstances. But I think for, uh, you know, young, strapping, spry, youngins like me, uh, I think it's fine. You would have been fine there, too. No, I would not have. There's not a chance I would have stood. You were fine. I don't know if you know this. I've been moving all week. All right. Listen, I think we're uh, we're doing it at the breweries, right? Yeah, is that, is that what's happening after? All right, I think at the breweries is uh, coming. We'll buy you a beer for your birthday, Roger. Very it nice. is. Uh... <laughs> By the way, put it in perspective. Yeah. Ronnie Wood is only five years older than me. <laughs> wow. And Ronnie Wood was running around like a man possessed. <laughs> I would have broken a sweat just watching him. It was unbelievable. <laughs> These guys, they don't mess around. I know. It was a it, Mick at one point said. Oh, the first night's kind of uh, wobbly sometimes. <laughs> it was not. Everything was, except when he introduced uh, one of the guys. He was a little late coming out. You could tell he was going to get fired. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mick doesn't play. <laughs> Win the ultimate White Sox family reunion. Just listen to the Rokon Show with Anna Devlante's weekday afternoons at 540 on 720 WGN Chicago. Beer! More beer! And more beer! Here's At the Breweries with Brian Noonan. Thank you, Cody, for that wonderful introduction. And as always, uh, we welcome the brewery, the men behind at the breweries, John Crothers and Jesse Valenciana, or Jesse Valenciana and John Crothers, Jesse from Goose Island, and John from Revolution. You can go to revbrew.com for Revolution. You can go to gooseisland.com for Goose Island, and you can follow the boys. John is at UT Chicago on Twitter, and it's Jesse ManBQ. B-Q-U-E. Don't just put a Q. You won't get to them. Uh, so, gentlemen, welcome as always. Oh, my goodness. Summer is uh, rumored to be here, which uh, seasonally, I mean, meteorologically, we're summer. So I'm starting to see as I go out a lot more. And we talked about this uh, a few episodes ago. Mexican lagers, a lot of lighter beers, a lot of all-day kind of things. This is uh, not my favorite time of year, but I do like 
some of the lighter things. Is that uh, is that what you guys are doing at Goose and Revolution? Um, yeah, we actually just released uh, this past week um, Cinco Mas, which is a Mexican-style lager. I saw that. It's delicious. I have not had it yet. Um, I was going to bring a four-pack. I was telling John, and I accidentally gave the four-pack that I was going to bring in here. I gave it away to someone else. I feel right. like an idiot. He's, his heart's too big. That's a problem. He, is, he, he gives and gives and gives, John. And that's that's why we love Jesse. <laughs> actually, I think it's a medical condition. I think it's enlarged. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, that's your neck is really throbbing. I don't know if that has anything to do with your enlarged heart. I'm not but, okay. Um, so what are we, what, like, when this time of year rolls around, what's the trend? Because I know Rev, Revolution and Goose Island and a lot of other places, you don't really follow trends, so to speak, but you know seasonally this this time of year brings some changes. Sure, sure. So, I mean, winter, uh, you know, you get your big barley wines, your stouts, um, you know, your high. Porters, yeah. Um, and then this time of year, people just, like, want something really refreshing. Um not quite on shelves yet, but we're putting out a Kolsch-style uh, ale called Ooh. Ghost Ride that is just like, I mean, it disappears. I, I, I had some yard really? work the other day. I brought a couple out with me. I'm like, who drank all my beer? <laughs> um, and then actually... Next... And then the lawn had really big divots in it. <laughs> I don't know who drank the It beer. already does. I'm a poor gardener. <laughs> uh, but we also are doing a barley wine release in July because we figured, really? hey, why not? Yeah. Okay. Called Midlife Crisis. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing two straight jacket variants. It's going to be fun. We're going to drink a bunch of big sticky beers in the middle of July because why not? So, what kind of things? Uh, if people are like, all right, you know, they maybe they drink the mass produced light beers and stuff, and those, you know, in the summer those go down like water, and they're perfect. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. want to slug one down. But if you want to, you want to expand a little. What styles other than, uh, as we said, Mexican lagers? What other styles should people be kind of looking for that would, would fit the bill for you the You know, summer? Uh, we just released a, a Vietnam style lager, Natural Villain. So I always push people to lagers, pilsners, um, wheat wheat beers, you know, like okay. a, I'm going to plug 312, obviously. Um, three, 312? 312. I thought it was, is that, is, that, is that a new one? Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> Check it out. You think that's <laughs> it's it? local? You think they'd have it at my binnies? They might. Check it out. <laughs> But I, I like wheat beers a lot. You know, those are nice and refreshing. Um, Kolsch's, uh, a lot of people do seasonal Kolsch's. We do our summertime Kolsch. Um, yeah. Just I, yeah, the yeah. Kolsch. I, we drink a lot of Pilsner at Rev. I mean, it's just, I don't know if we make any money on it in the summer. Cause <laughs> in the su- you know, it's just all walking out the door with all of us at the end of the day. <laughs> Just wow, fantastic, like refreshing, and it's crystal clear in the sunlight, you know what yes. I mean? It just looks like a good, oh. refreshing cold beer. And usually those are a little less alcohol content, so you can start drinking them when you get to the beach in the morning and still continue at the cookout later in the day, right? Yeah, like four or five around there. Yeah, Sometimes, I think, you know, this is, this is three of these, and that's the barley wine I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We didn't mention, like, uh, sessionable IPAs. Yeah. A lot of people are putting out IPAs that are just lower ABV, uh, not super hot bombs, uh, just crushers. We we just did paper umbrella. That's like tropical hops yeah, on that. That's I like that tasty. one. I like everyday everyday hero. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the one? Yeah, yeah that's a good so, one too. And uh, the the tropical umbrella is good. All those you know those are nice because you know you don't sometimes you just want a beer or two when you're sitting outside, but you don't want to you know you don't need a twelve percent alcohol beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep you rolling. For me, I like when I when I do want hops, I'll do something a little bit more sessionable like that because I always tell people if I have something too hoppy. It's you can't have anything else. You have that, yeah. and you can't like your your food tastes off. It's, it's like, just the right, whole. Yeah, it's like brushing your teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I want to be I'm good done. for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what else is happening in the beer in beer news? Ooh. Is there any beer news? Is there? 
It's been a slow couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, it's actually. been an People awful, it's been an awful summer here. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure all of our fine accounts uh, oh, on the Riverwalk are having a time of it. Oh, it's this just is it's awful. been brutal. I mean, you're we were sliding, you know, we're sighting bits of summer like in fits and spurts and yes. fuzzy out of focus, like finding a Sasquatch, and it's just <laughs> like let's get here. Like well, everybody, drink some Sun week. Crusher and let's ward this off. Yeah, we got to get uh, we got to get something done. All right, so. Let's uh, let's delve in. What are we? What kind of? Uh, what do we have on tap <laughs> yeah, for yeah, today? Yeah, what styles go. <laughs> I to go with Cody's deal? And also, if you have any questions for the guys, always 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200 If you have questions for John or Jesse uh, regarding any kind of beer, they're not just uh, not just Rev or Goose. They're, these guys are well versed in styles and uh, other brewers and all sorts of things. So. But we get paid more to answer. Oh about sure, Rev yeah. and Goose. Right. If you get <laughs> yeah. if you get a Rev or a Goose question, that's you know they're like. Hey, Hey, look, they can write this off. So, uh, you know, Cody usually asks them one or two questions about their particular brands. That way that's, uh, it's all covered. Uh, all right, so what, what styles are we going to look at today? So we're going to start out with a nice Schwarz beer. Looks dark. It's clean, refreshing summer lager. Looks can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. I have not beer. heard of this. One of my What's favorite the... styles. Uh, Schwarz means black in German. Beer means? Beer. Beverage. Oh, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> So a black, a black beer. I've heard the term, you know, black beer before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't. Uh... Yeah, this is really good. It's it's made just like a lager. Use a little bit of roasted malt. Um, it's got a little bit of toasted nuttiness. But this is an easy drinking beer. Like people who are like, you know, just see it and full stop. Like I don't like dark beers. Like yes. it's very drinkable, very approachable. All right, let's take. And it quick... doesn't have the body. So it, you know, we we've talked about this in the past. Like if you look at a Guinness, yeah, it, you know, people. I don't like big heavy beers, and it's Guinness is so light. Yeah, it's so light. That's how Schwartz beers are. They, they look big and scary, but um, it's, again, one of my favorite styles because I like the roasting notes on it, uh, and they use black patent malt in these. That's why it's so dark, but it's because still- Because of the malt? Yeah. So now it's almost like is, a- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's it's a lager, so it's the body's lighter, um, and again, for me, I can have- Multiple of short ah, beers. Yeah. If you if you were so disposed, if I had to, if you were yes, if yeah. somebody had a gun to your head, you would drink All right, this beer too. So what? Who is the who is the baseline? This is Kostreitzer. Um, this is a lot of time of year the only uh, imported black lager you can find. Uh, Schwarz beer. Um, if you believe the marketing department, they've been making this guy since 1543. Wow. Why, why would we doubt a marketing department, John? Aren't they always forthcoming? Never doubt marketing. Yeah. I was going to say marketing is, oh my goodness. (laughs) We must believe everything from marketing and ads and social media. It's all out there. (laughs) We're honest folks here. Nobody lies to us. So where, where is this from? Uh, Germany in general. Uh, let's turn. The problem is I can't read German, and this ah, is ah. See, that's how you know it's good. Oh. The marketing department don't even put any English on there. You know that's... what you do? You just knock off the e and the r. And uh-huh. That's how you tell what a German beer is from because <laughs> it's from Kostreis. Uh I don't know if that lady who corrected me on my French one time wants to yeah. call in about the German. Anybody but I'm who sure speaks that isn't fluent right. German, you can call in and correct John. Yes. It'll be a lot louder than the French person. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit more severe. German always sounds, even if they're saying wonderful things, it always sounds hostile. <laughs> what? It sounds, I it was it sounds the like language of love. Uh, I, I don't most think that's German. Negative compliment I've ever received. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Negative Yeah, you, you just told me I was beautiful and very talented, and it sounded like you wanted to kill me. So are you going to share that, or are you guys just going to drink it yourselves? Or did, John, oh, did right. you want to taste here. it? Goodness. I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> I'm, I'm apologizing for my code. No, that's all right. Listen, uh, John said, oh, I'm going to pour it. And then he he did. This we just is, wanted to show it to you. One. Yeah, take a look at it. Oh, it looks delicious. Doesn't look delicious. It does. It's look, like it's it, like jazz. It's all the notes you're not getting. That's it. It does look exactly like you said. It does look like 
on the surface like a stout or a porter. It's it's very dark. It still has a nice creamy head, <clears throat> so that again it, it looks almost like a porter. Oh, it is very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it if you if you gave it to somebody and to, blindfolded and said try this, they would never guess that it was a black beer. People are so it, it's interesting. We did a Schwartz beer last year in the tap room. And it was funny because the employees of Goose, we all were crushing it, and it was one of our favorites. Yeah. But people would come in, and they're just kind of like, "Ooh, I know it's it's too big, too dark." Too big. <laughs> like, I don't know if they were talking about me or the beer. Hello. Wow. But it, it's really like, and what they we, should try both. They should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> it's kind of what we talked about the other week with those hazy IPAs, where it's yeah. like people consume with their eyes first. It's mm-hmm. a whole sensory experience, and yeah. brewers are starting to figure that out and really like use it to their advantage. But there's no way if you're using the ingredients that you need to make this this Schwartz beer, you can't change it, right? This is the color it's going to be. You can't. I mean, you, you can make a lager. I mean, this, this isn't I mean, even like could, all but... all dark malt. They yeah. just use a little bit of oh, just uh... yeah. So it's like mixing. If you're making um, gray paint, if you're making gray paint for yes. your uh, institution, I don't know why you'd paint. I, listen, <laughs> but, everything is uh, <laughs> everything is institutional gray in my house. So you, you, you don't start with black paint and then add white to it right. until it's a gray you want. You start with white, you add a little bit of black, stir it up, add a little bit of black, and then eventually you get there. That's exactly like this in beer. Even your darkest beers are mostly light based okay. malts, yeah, because it's easier to dial things in when you're starting from zero as opposed to starting at a hundred and trying to mix up. Uh, How much would the flavor profile change then if instead of using that little bit of uh, darker malt to make it this color you just left that out how much how much flavor does would, that malt really infuse into the beer well a lot i mean that's yeah. really the base of the whole beer right. uh, you're gonna hop a little bit differently but uh otherwise yeah that's you basically have a classic german lager yeah. All right, well then why change it these guys have been doing it since 1506 according to their uh Marketing. marketing 43 please 1543 right. someone hasn't Listen. been on the coastraster tour and <laughs> Co- which is in the german region of europe <laughs> is it in the rhineland all right let's take a quick break then we will come back and we will uh, talk about the uh, the more domestic style that we are going to compare to our schwartz beer baseline all right jesse valenciana and john carruthers are here it is another edition of at the breweries if you have any questions for the guys 312-981-7200 drink up it's wgn all right we are back it's at the brewery 720 wgn i'm brian noon john carruthers from revolution brewing is here jesse valenciana from goose island brewing is here every month they come in we talk about different styles of beer and people have asked gentlemen they said how do these guys, it must be a lot of scientific research, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of thought must go into the styles of beer that are chosen for each episode <laughs> of At the Breweries. <laughs> Can you pull back the curtain? If, if you want to share secrets, it's like going, it's like Dorothy when uh, they were in Oz and she saw behind the curtain. Maybe people don't want to know. I don't know if they want to see behind the curtain. Yeah, do you I want mean, Do you want to share? Is it, it's got to be, got to be just... Uh, gut-wrenching trying yeah, to figure uh, out what stuff we could tell you if you promise not to tell anybody this yeah, is just I mean, us here right yes, us. Yeah. we're just having the a, us and the and the red the red studio light <laughs> yes exactly nobody uh, cares well so we so we try to bring you something new every single yes. month so we've got you know a list of what we've made and by that i mean i wrote it on a notebook when i was in a bad <laughs> conference session the other week i was at a training and like one of these sessions wasn't doing it for me so i'm like all right let's Think if I can name all the beers we do oh, for at the breweries. Such is my devotion to you and our art here. Listen, um, <laughs> and I just instead of texting Jesse the thing I just wrote down with my childlike handwriting, I just sent him a picture of it, and I'm like, oh, "You want to do this?" 
and he sent back a note that said yes and by way of mutual agreement i sent back a note that says love you oh that's and beautiful. then the next day he said remember our text yesterday that was cool <laughs> it was a picture of the <laughs> wow and then jesse sent you a picture of his motorcycle yeah that's nice that's it we have fun with it um Somebody texted in, does anyone make Bach beer? It was a very dark beer that usually was sold during the fall months. My dad used to drink it all the time. At that time, 50 or 60 years ago, he drank Tavern Pale Bach. Bach is amazing. Yes. We actually... uh, Both of our breweries make it seasonally. I believe Metropolitan always has one in distribution. Really? Uh, Um, One of the breweries that we're showcasing today on tour, they actually won a GABF. Right. Metal Doppelbach for their Doppelbach. So explain that. Explain that style for those who haven't heard about it before. So there are a few different kinds. Yeah, the only, I, they have the dark. They have the dark and stormy box. They have the lighter Hellas Bach. Um, the only one I ever remember hearing about was uh, Shiner. So that's actually kind of a Vienna Lager. Yeah, uh, just to confuse See? every single person a little bit more. <laughs> well, because they call it Shiner Bach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I a mean, darker Vienna Lager, but there's a, there's a goat on it. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, but yeah, no, look for something, but I mean, we're kind of spoiling our reveal of who the domestic here is, but Metropolitan makes some fine box, doppel box, Hellas okay. box. Um, and of course, Dovetail. But And Dovetail, yes. Yeah. How do we forget? We've, yeah, yeah. We, we At one point, we had them on like three three months in a row. <laughs> I know, you guys... They're you, paying us now. <laughs> they should, you should bring somebody from Dovetail one time. You talk about them all the time. Um, so oh, we, we did yeah, the... Uh, it was funny, we did the, the dodgeball tournament, and they ended up losing one of their matches and i was i was cheering them on they came up to me and they gave me a bottle of uh one of the little bottles of oh my gosh what's that oh the yeah they sell that herbal liqueur oh uh, it's oh we're gonna get in so much trouble for not remembering what it is <laughs> yeah lind linden no it'll come to me but oh. for not not for no, that. no, it's no, not no. For uh, it's, oh, that's cody cody this, this thing is like it's so they're a Good tap try, room cody. so they can't sell liquor but they right. can sell these little herbal liqueurs because there's so much like old world just funk in yeah. it that it's like it's like a an herb or something it's like okay. they can totally sell it it's bizarre it's a dj steve oh man if i yell out a german word during the show in the midst of like no context that's it, you'll that's, know that's, that's the name all right and, oh all right so if you come up with it but yes box are bigger uh higher in alcohol beautiful lagers both available dark and pale and they are absolutely still around american brewers love box and you could probably find some good ones in your import section at okay. your local liquor store today and they all end in or right uh some of them do yeah so the original them, like was their, a tradition the original was, was, right? what was it celebrator yeah. celebrator um it's like the so everyone calls it oh they tack on an or and make it like an action word oh all right so yes you can go get go get some box go get some box go on out. uh all right so we talked about the schwartz beer which is what we're talking about which mm-hmm. is uh as translated by Jesse, who is a cunning linguist, it was black <laughs> beer. That was <laughs> correct. Correct. That was that was pretty much it. Schwartz beer means black beer. Uh, and if tell somebody me, studied abroad. Yeah, listen. Uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped myself. Well, just yeah, let that one. Sometimes you let it lay there, and you go, oh, people either get it or they don't. And they move on. So, uh, what was? Tell us again the the baseline, John. So that was Kostreiser Schwartz beer uh, from the year of our Lord, uh, 58 B.C., wow. uh, per it... the can. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a classic German Schwartz beer. Like, this is though, this is what everybody learning about, trying to teach himself about beer. Like, this is the style. This is what you get. I like this a lot. And, again, we got to – I feel it is incumbent upon us to tell people, don't look at the color before you – you know, look at it, appreciate it, but don't be scared – 
Yeah. Of yeah. it's of That's, it being so dark. Yeah, maybe like drink out of a a a, a vase, like a a, yeah, opaque, opaque. a jade vase or a ceremonial put your, urn. Put it in your coffee cup. Yeah. Pretend it's coffee. Dump grandma out. Yeah. Wash it out. Drink out I, of that I urn. do that every every day at work. Wow. I drink beer out of my coffee cup. Well, let's, sure, because you got a problem. But other, <laughs> I've got the shakes. Okay, I gotta get rid of. Them. <laughs> got the yips. So what's the uh, what's the uh, the one that we will compare? So this is uh, Magnetron Schwarz beer from our very good friends up the river at Metropolitan Brewing. They make good stuff. Oh, Fantastic, stuff. and they are lager. You know, as 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 craft, you know, went through these phases like IPA, IPA, you know, stout, stout, everything. They're just making beautiful lagers. They just hit their ten year, I believe, yeah. and they're. Just still crushing it. Magnetron is such a great beer. Like it's not easy to be a local brand selling a Shores beer, you know, yeah. for craft prices and, and keeping it in market. But people love it because they make just fantastic beer. I take it as a personal affront when I go to buy this and it's not on the shelves because sometimes it's sold out. It's a little, uh, just a tiny bit lighter mm -hmm. than the other one. I think it's a little bit creamier and a little bit sweeter than the baseline. May I Short say, spirit. gentlemen? Mm -hmm. Hello, Roger. Is there a small craft you, advisory? You do know that I don't really drink beer anymore, I, and I hardly ever drank mm -hmm. much before. I could drink this all day. Hey. Wow. Seriously. Ah, all right. It's Tune in for the 10 o'clock newscast. <laughs> Radio Land, this is a big deal. If this gets the Roger stamp, you can buy this, and, and you or yes. your dad or your wife is not going to be mad trying it. It's, Roger it's very Baddish good. endorsed. It's light. Like you said, it's yes. light. It very still good. has a really good taste. Yeah. It's not too tart. Uh, it's not sweet. Um, and it's it's good both on the the front of the tongue and in the back of the tongue. It doesn't leave a, an aftertaste. Wow, it's very Roger's smooth. been listening to you guys. Oh, yeah, I think he's bumping us off of our the best wow. moment of our radio well, you programming until now. I worked in a coffee company for three and a half years, oh, so that, we we know all about this. Did we for, do we forget it or do we ignore it? You ignore it. We forget it. it. You, no, you, we forget <laughs> it. We we do forget it. It's almost your birthday. We forget it. So this is uh, man. This I is like, I like this, this one a lot. Absolutely dialed in. It's a little fresher because it didn't have to come from uh, the land from of the fifteen hundreds. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you know, it's got a little local edge, but yeah. I mean, this is just killer. And yeah. this is Metropolitan, Metropolitan and it is Megatron. Magnetron. Magnetron. Metropolitan Magnetron. So uh, try it. So all right. Well, well, we'll give up. We'll give all the. Uh, the judges at the end. We, we will, will, but we I think will. I think Roger is going to be the extra thumbs Roger, up on Yeah, Roger's working crazy. hard. I think so. All right, so what are we going to, after the news, what style will we be moving into? American Pale Ale, which is different Ooh. than an IPA. Well, you will explain we'll it all more. to us. At the Breweries continues on the other side of the news. This week on Chicago's Best, fire up the smoker. The team is cooking up mouth-watering recipes on Chicago's Best Barbecue. Oh, Jesse, mm, we'll see you get your thoughts on that. Sunday night, uh, that's tonight at 10 on WGN-TV, 6.30 on WGN. John, you too, don't get all, all right. upset. <laughs> My goodness. Man, oh man, it's like little kid. Daddy, you didn't talk to me too. All right, relax. He's kicking me. You're both good barbecue guys. All right, barbecue. There's your plug. Uh, the yes. news is sponsored by Cars for Kids. Here's Roger. Oh, poor Cody. Are you playing this just because uh, you wish you had been there Friday? I'm trying to tie the show together, you know. All 70 minutes of it. Call back. <laughs> Very nice. They did not play this song on Friday. Waiting for a friend. Are you guys going? You you are. Uh, you guys are rock and rollers. Are you going to we see are. the Stones? You know, I honestly, 
totally forgot that they were even playing this week and my, <laughs> and i was having a beer with someone and they're like wait you aren't going to the, yeah. to the stone show i'm like oh my goodness i just it wasn't on my radar i was too busy i don't know doing other stuff i guess but wow yeah i'm a grumpy dad so i have like one concert this summer and it's weird al up at ravinia <laughs> 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 uh, it's at the breweries. Grumpy Dad is John Carruthers. Uh, the guy who doesn't have the stones on his radar is Jesse Valenciana. John is with uh, Revolution Brewing. Jesse is with Goose Island. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at JesseManBQUE. And John is at UT Chicago. Of course, uh, GooseIsland.com and RevBrew.com are the, uh, the big websites for their companies. We have talked about Schwartz Beer, and now we move into style number two. Which is... Let's talk American Pale, Pale Ale. Ale. Now, uh, like most of us who are uh, not in the biz, like you guys, I know, oh, IPA, India Pale Ale, all I know is India Pale Ales. That's it. I know India Pale Ales that had to travel across the ocean. And so, uh, you know, we've added hops to keep them to keep them uh, vibrant. That is they one... Made it across. Of the stories about it, yes. That's we won't get into that. To. Marketing. But what makes <laughs> us American, um, those those first home brewers who became the first craft brewers, you know, in the, the 70s and 80s and 90s, um, they were doing their take on the IPA style using very different hops. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pacific Northwest has a very different climate from England. Does? It's a little less miserable. Different accents, time. too. Yes. Yeah. And no yes, I noticed that. Um, so this this is something where these beers came in a little bit more alcohol-y than an English IPA, but they also uh-huh. had this tremendous punch of, depending on the hop, you know, like citrus, grapefruit, um, zest, lemon, pine in a lot of them. Um, and so it became like an American pale ale, uh-huh. like an India pale ale, but it's kind of the American spin. This is how new beer styles are created. Yeah. It, it's a bunch of people come together, forge a new path, and then eventually that like, gets recognized. It okay. just happened with hazy IPAs, too. People are like, that's not a style, and now it's a, now style. It's a style. Oh, it's a huge style. Mm-hmm. And the thing about pale ales, too, American pale ales, they always have a really nice malty backbone that balances it. So you're getting those bitter notes, yeah. but it's it's not overwhelming because it's being balanced by the sweetness of the malts. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, like that, that, I like that a little more. I like uh, APA's butter because the IPA yeah. is just too much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little um, less aggressive than an American IPA, which is like usually like seven percent, seven and a half percent, a lot hoppier, a lot more assertive. This so, is a little easier drinking. Who do we start with? Who is our baseline APA? Cannot start with anybody yeah. else except Sierra Nevada. This is everybody knows Sierra Nevada. It's still honestly when people ask me what what one of my favorite beers are or what my favorite beer is, this is in the top ten. Um, so they're like the granddaddy of the craft beer movement, right? Yeah, you had um, Fritz Maytag up in San, in San Francisco at uh, Anchor. Anchor Brewing, and then um, Ken Grossman in 1983 opened Sierra Nevada. Yeah, so they're that's yeah, crazy. That's... I know, like in, in craft beer years, is like he's Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, he's been brewing since fifteen forty two. He looks great for his age. Yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> so, what makes what makes out of all the APAs, what makes Sierra Nevada the the one that you guys chose to be the base? This this Ken Ken is is the martyr for the industry. He he fought a thousand battles and suffered a thousand wounds for the craft. This <laughs> this beer is the worst beer I've ever had. This is bitter. This yeah. tastes terrible. I just want a regular beer. Why that a guy was the first I'm just saying you hear it today. No, he's sure. the first guy who was putting up with this. 
I mean, think about it. 83, like 93, not a lot changed then. 2003, no. no. People like, were sending he him letters. He has decades of people giving him crap for not making, you know, just like <laughs> Miller Lite 2. Right. Uh, and he still is uncompromising in quality here. They still bottle condition every single bottle of this Sierra Nevada mm-hmm. off the line. And the nice thing is it's so widely distributed that if you're at, like, a wedding or a dodgy bar near your hometown or something, they usually got this in the cooler. Yes. And, like, you know, the lines might be dirty and you might get punched in the head. But this is a safe bet. Yeah. Sierra Nevada is a little bit of comfort no matter where you are. Yeah. And they have two breweries. So they have uh, one in Chico, California. That's the original one, which is beautiful. It's, like, 98% uh, efficient. It, it, oh, it's So Ken, not only was he committed to beer, he's also committed to the environment. Um He's he's a legend. The guy's amazing, and they also have another brewery in um, Asheville. Oh, okay. So distribution, you know, like they they want to get fresh product out there. Yeah. Uh, and one of the coolest things when I was in Chico, California, at their brewery was walking through and all the their bins of hops, like fresh hops. Oh man, yeah, it's it's beautiful. That had to be crazy. And uh, Asheville is another hipster town where you'd go. Yeah. Oh, you expect yeah. to have a b- couple breweries in Asheville. There's so it's many really breweries nice. in Asheville. Yeah, I love it. It's a great town. Yeah, and this this came from one of those places. It was packaged less than two months ago. Yeah, I mean Very that's n- wild. But this is the standard. When I think of pale ales, Sierra Nevada pale ale is the standard. So this is something. Even like you said, John. No matter where you are, you've seen Sierra Nevada. If you haven't had it, you've seen it behind the bar as one of the bottles that they have. So this is. You can rest assured there's a reason that you've seen it everywhere. Yeah, this yeah. is the exact opposite of every flavor of the week. Like, oh, I'm going to try that because it has a cool new can, or yeah. I'm going to try this because it's full of lingonberries. Like, this is just <laughs> Sierra. This is beer. This is American beer. Like, Jesse, have right you noticed John uh, has a thing about lingonberries? This is not he the does. first time he's no, brought no. them up. He uh, drops that every once yeah, in a while. You, oh, man. Did you, were you, uh, it's been years. Did you lose a family pet to a lingonberry uh, oh, at you, some point? I attended culinary school at Ikea. <laughs> Great meatballs Look he makes. You. Thank you. Yeah, you're very nice. I couldn't put my chair together, so I couldn't stay to eat. Nah, Sorry. You know. <laughs> oh, your chair and frog everybody. <laughs> my hook and Chairman Chair and froggin? So it's I did chair, but Just there's two dots chair. over the A. <laughs> all right, so if, if Sierra Nevada is the benchmark to which all American pale ales should measure up, who's trying to do that? I mean, Daisy, yeah. who did you bring? We brought Half Acre Daisy Cutter, because when you think of a Chicago APA... That's another one that is... They, you see Daisy Cutter everywhere. They yeah. are also just talking about 10 years of specifically Daisy Cutter. Um, really? Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. An APA, it's a little more... I think this has a little more hop character than Sierra Nevada. It's a little less emphasis yeah. on the malt. But color-wise, I mean, they're about the same. They were almost identical. Yeah, and I get more floral notes in this, and I think I don't think it's because I'm looking at flowers on the can, drinking this for the last ten years. But I I get a little more floral notes. It's a little less resiny, a little less assertive on the hop end. Yeah, Um, I I love the the aroma on this beer because it is it is a little bit more flowery, um, and the bitterness bites a little bit more than Sierra Nevada's uh, Pale Ale. Yeah, there's, and it's a little bit more dry too. Yeah, I like that, and it's uh, because I. And we've talked about this before. The dry hop is something that I like. I don't know what there's. So I'm not a big hop guy, but when it's dry hopped, I like it. And this has that the the same sort of taste and feel as something that's been dry hopped. Yeah. The, so dry hop is a late addition of hops. It's, yeah. um, so that's where the aroma comes in. Okay. Um, and, and that's you know I I love smelling hops. Yeah. Um, I don't like really bitter beers, so I, I gravitate more towards. Dry hop beers as opposed to, you know, like double IPAs. 
So a nice IPA that's that's dry hopped. It's more pleasant. Yes. Somebody texted in, my absolute favorite IPA is Sierra, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. Oh, that's a good one. Torpedo, but I just yeah. learned that each bottle has 235 calories, which explains my unexpected weight gain. <laughs> that's, from, that's from Deanna. <laughs> yeah. The secret you know. is to run to the store to buy it and run back. So like you're burning, I don't know, let's say 100 calories, and All right. there you go. So yeah, you got to work it out. If you know you're going to have a few that night, do something else during the day. Yeah. yeah. You know, a couple more crunches, a few more miles on the treadmill. Yeah, As I bail said, hay. That's why I got these awesome guns. Yeah, you are. You're like, uh, you should be so a, jacked. Urban oh, farmer. Oh, wait, there's a webcam. Urban farmer. Urban farmer. <laughs> yeah, you could go if you, uh, unfortunately, you're married, or you could go on uh, farmersonly.com. I get yourself, do not like you saying, unfortunately, unfor- I'm married. <laughs> I know. That's not, I, me- I meant for the people who wanted to marry an urban farmer. Unfortunately no, for your them. Wife is very, that's that's right. what I meant. These guns are off the market. Listen, I've had a, you know, a couple samples of beer, Mike. Oh, and I'm I, fatigued. She My loves wife you. is very lovely. Ah, yeah. And so yes, no, I meant unfortunately for them. Of course, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of lonely Or if you were looking for somebody who was into people farmers, seeking farmers, yeah. you know. Unfortunately uh, for farmers only cuz they don't have you on there. Cuz they don't have you on there. They just have some, you know, farmers. Don't think they haven't called. <laughs> are you sure you're still married? <laughs> Listen. If things ever change, you put those guns on our site. I like that the guy with this voice got put in charge of outreach. I'm like, hey, hey, hey man, heard you talking hey, about I'm the most pleasant person at Farmers Only. <laughs> Did you I, say I'm calling to convince you of something. We want you to get a divorce and bench press this calf. Come on down. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Bales of hay with your shirt off. You know your wife can't churn butter. You need a you need a woman to make cheese. <laughs> She's right. making wife. So they you are domiciled in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm a gathering. <laughs> I don't know where they're from. Uh, <laughs> we're sober people. We are sober people. Yes, we're just having fun. That's we haven't even hit the barley wine yet. No, man. Is that what's next? We're, we're into yeah. voices. And, oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. No, that's we were, I was going to say, let's tease the next style. We'll take a quick break and come back. Yeah, but barley wine barley and, wine. and more hot farmer content that your radio oh, ears oh, can't wait right. for. Bales of hay. Have you? We're going to shear a sheep. Chickens. <laughs> Shirtless. We're, we're going to get a sheep drunk on Daisy Cutter APA and then shear it. Dry. Wow, that sounds horrifying. That is, that's really awful. Cody picking all the songs that the Rolling Stones did not perform on Friday. When you think about it, and you guys, I know you guys have been, uh, and by you guys, of course, I mean Jesse Valenciana and John Carruthers. Because at the breweries is happening again, and we are uh, talking about all kinds of beers. But do you do you have this all the time when? I was just like, I'm showing you the emoji my wife sent me. Oh, She's listening. Oh no, come on, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I, was, I misspoke. I'm fatigued. Uh, you go see a band, and you you forget that they have a catalog that spans 60 years. They can't do all their songs. But to be fair, yes. Okay, I was talking about this earlier. I love the Stones, but. They did not put out good music in the eighties. They don't do or the nineties. I know, but they're not doing any anything. I think the latest song uh, was from like eighty one or eighty two. They're nothing. Oh no, this is all this jam packed. Yeah. there was no goddess in the doorway or anything. No, just play the hits, damn let me, it. Let me tell you guys a secret to this. You want to follow a band for a long time? You want to hear all the hits in the concert? I do. Get you a Hawaiian shirt. Do some Jimmy Buffett. Is you know the same decades of catalog, but there's really only like eleven songs, <laughs> and it's the same show. Yeah, I, I've seen him like five times. It's the same show every time. Oh yeah, right, which right. is fine. If you go, if you're going to see Buffett, that's what you want to yeah, see. That guy's a musical Nabisco factory. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just keep pumping out the same cookies, and yeah. you know that's fine. <laughs> so I that's no. so stupid. I don't, I don't even know. 
<laughs> I just let it go. Should we, oh, talk, should we talk about beer? <laughs> Let's go to barley wine. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Now, you know who's saying, unfortunately, you're married right now? Your wife. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he is married. She has put her foot down on... I don't think we've seen... I don't think she, I've taken her to a Jimmy Buffett concert since we got married... I, she put up with it when we were dating. Okay. Now I'm sure she's like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. A lot of things happen like that when you get married. <laughs> Jimmy He's Buffett, mine? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've covered Schwartzbeer. We have covered APAs, American Pale Ales. And now we move into barley wine. Which do, 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 sounds actually, very scary. English barley wine. Oh. What's, oh, the, sure. what's the difference, Jesse? Uh, American barley wines are a lot more hoppy. Okay. Um, English barley wines are more malty. They're, oh, they're pretty big beers. Yeah. And they why? Are very big uh, why is that? American. Why do, why do the Brits like things uh, a little sweeter? Their hops are naturally a little more herbal, a little more earthy. Their yeast is naturally throws off a lot of uh, esters that bring those fruit forward, kind of like pear characteristics oh, to the beers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, barley wine. Where does the name Where does the name come from? Because it's gonna it, that's gonna confuse people. Sure. So to make this beer, you are aiming for a high finishing gravity, I mean, high ABV, basically. Okay. And to get that, you absolutely pack your beer with malt. You okay. use so much more than you would making a classic, uh, you know, ale or a lager. That it just became like the shorthand term. It was like it's called a barley wine because it's so high in ABV and you use so much oh. barley in the mash that that just became the name for it. And oh. now. The romantic story that I heard was that Ooh, I like um, dueling stories. So it, it was, it was getting you were calling this beer wine because you were able to sell wine and not beer, but it was like, so there was barley in there, uh, but it was so high in, a, in ABV that it was like a wine. Ah, so oh. you're getting away with it by calling it barley wine or some new every day. But it is absolutely a beer through and through. Yeah. Most of them aged in barrels because it. Sitting there, it lets the hop characteristic that is there settle out a little bit. Okay. It grabs some vanilla and coconut notes from the wood, and it smooths out into a very drinkable, like dangerously drinkable barley wine. Is I've ha- you can have unaged barley wine, and I've had it, and it tastes like that Tampico, uh, oh, you know, like gross. the bat, the battery acid fruit. Like it's just like yeah, assertively yeah. harsh. Because when you use all this barley, when you use all this malt. Yeah. You have to do hops or else you're just making like sugar, sugar water, water, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's going to spoil yes. if you don't hop it real high. Um, and your unaged barley wines, I've had them from some great American breweries, and even these breweries I love cannot seem to nail it. No. no. Now, what um, is there a barrel? Because I know when we talk like barrel aged stouts in the winter and stuff, there's certain barrels that have to be. Is it the same for barley wines? Do they have to be in. A certain type of barrel? They do not. We brought in J.W. Lee's. This is one of your classic English barley wine brands. And this is Harvest Ale is their barley wine. Okay. And this is matured in port casks. Oh, because England. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I picked this off the middle of the shelf. And to the left were four different barrel finishes. And to the right were four different oh, barrel right, finishes. So it doesn't so, matter. No, you are good with whatever. All right. American breweries, though, we tend to use a lot of bourbon barrels just because um, they're, they're easier to... To get your hands on, so and a lot of people have They're cheaper because yeah. yeah, you can you can only use a bourbon barrel once as a distiller, right? And then you sell it. So there's just bourbon barrels in the market all the time. We used to on our bur- or, uh, barley wine. We used to actually reuse the Bourbon County barrels for the barley wine. Oh, okay, uh, but a couple of years ago, we just started aging them in um, freshly dumped uh, bourbon barrels. So is it a harder style to brew barley no, wine? Barley it's wine, more yeah. expensive. 
Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's like anything else. Um, Straight Jacket, the Revolution does, um, is a fantastic example of how you can put the same beer into barrels and just through, you know, the magic of one batch variance versus another and one barrel versus another, one climate treatment versus another, you end up with this thing you can blend. Straight Jacket, if you've had it, is actually a blend of all these different kind of barley wines. Wow. Um, so we always end up with a few barrels left over at the end of the season. Um, ah. So it's it's not hard, but there is a lot of variance in there. Now I'm seeing some, uh, it, it tastes wonderful. I'm seeing some residue at the bottom or some particles, some floaty uh, stuff. What uh, what would that be? That would be yeast. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like yeast to me. Yeast? We're going to go, go yeah, with Yeah, those little specks are. Well, I mean, right. speaking not as an employee of J.W. Lee's. Uh, that is my best guess. Yeah, also, yeah, totally. it's so sweet. Yeah, it, it, it's you, really sweet. It's almost syrupy. Yeah, in the the port. I think the port kind of makes what, it seem sweeter than it is, and mm-hmm, maybe that's not okay. the barrel I, I would pick. Um, however, they have an entire brewery, and I don't. So yeah, I'm so not they, saying I know better. Now, have they been brewing also since 1547? Let's see. J.W. Lee, they're they're a pretty old brewery. If but, you everything in England is pretty old. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's all That's about right. it's all this stuff about how don't operate heavy machinery. All right, we're gonna we're we'll gonna finish up barley wines <laughs> on Facebook Live after the uh, once the news starts. Once we uh, throw the news right now, we got to take a quick break. So we're talking barley wines with uh, Jesse Valenciana and John Carruthers. It's at the breweries. We'll take this last break. We'll find out what Karen Conti has on her program, and then we will uh, finish up and we'll get the uh, decisions on all the voting, and we will talk about our final domestic barley wine we got a lot to do so let's get to it 720 wgn a reminder we will finish up at the breweries on facebook live so if you go to the brian noonan show page on facebook john and jesse will be there we'll be finishing barley wines and all that and while we're doing that karen conti will be starting her show hello karen how are you hello brian how are you what's new not much i was just talking to uh your gentleman friends here about my my bourbon tours my, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Bourbon yeah. is, uh, it was I, great. I enjoy a nice bourbon. So after the after the uh, tasting, though, I forgot every single last thing I learned. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell you all that knowing that you won't care after you have some bourbon. Well, that's why they drawl in the South. Right. I'm quite convinced <laughs> now. Yes. They call it drawl down there. We call it slur up here. Either <laughs> exactly way, right. it's all fine. Uh, boy, we, I'm sure there's some legal issues that need to be covered. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jussie. Jussie has a, a special uh, prosecutor now. How does this keep coming? It's just going to keep going on and going? on. But and we will finally see what happened, which is good. I think we all, all right. need to see what happened here. Finally get some, uh, as they say, closure on yeah. that. And then, uh, then we've got uh, more aldermen's offices being raised. Oh, I know. Everything I know. Everything is happening. Everything is being shaken up, which may not be a bad thing in the yeah. long run. You know, I think Lori Lightfoot is going to do some of this. I think the federal prosecutors are trying to do some of this. Very and nice. you know what? Uh, hopefully at the end of the day, we'll have a new system where maybe it's a little less, uh, a little more transparent. Let's just say that. Very nice. Uh, so who's on? What well, are we talking about? I'm, I'm talking to a linguist who's going to be talking about the origin of phrases. And I know that sounds boring. It's not. So for instance, cost an arm and a leg. Where do you think I- that comes from? In the 18th century, when they painted people, it, you'd have to pay extra if you put an arm or a leg or a limb in the painting. So really? That, so it was cheaper if you just did the torso. Oh, yeah. So you cost think about an arm and a leg. Right. So things like that, like things oh, that you cool. would never... Yeah. So we're talking about that. And then, you know... The variety. stuff you can drop at a party and look like uh, look like you're very well traveled. <laughs> yes. I like Take that. out your pencils. Very nice. All right. So Karen coming up uh, right after the news. 
Enjoy that. Win the ultimate White Sox family reunion. Oh, my goodness. Just listen to the Rokon Show with Anna DeVolante's weekday afternoons at 540 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users, just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. Welcome, Facebook, uh, to the continuation of At the Breweries. It's after At the Breweries. That's Jesse Valenciana. That's John Carruthers. John works at Revolution. Jesse works at Goose Island. I work here at WGN. You know that. I don't know why I had to repeat it. Cody's (laughs) holding the phone. Because that's what he does. So, just to recap, if you're just joining us, that's what you do. You hold the phone. Yeah, that's yeah. all you do. Just he doesn't hold the go phone. to Stones shows. You, yeah, you. He doesn't you, do that. You you do whatever your wife wants, and you hold the phone. It's a that's, harsh working relationship <laughs> here. Very hard. Right, and then she goes, "Oh, you really should have gone." And he's wrong yeah. every time. <laughs> yes. Never try to read their minds, Cody. Never, because the ladies, the ladies are always thinking three steps ahead of us. You're learning lessons. Like you know what you're not learning? Words to stone songs, because you're not at the show. That's a very cost-inefficient way to learn the lyrics to the stones. Well, sure <laughs> I could get the liner notes anywhere, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. All right, so just to recap, we did Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. And we're going to uh, – let me interrupt, because Cody said you should say this at the time. We have a listener question from Oren, a very, a very good – Question for the Brewers. We're going to get to that in just a couple minutes. So, Oren, hang on. Uh, everybody else, if you have a question, uh, you can send them on Facebook. Cody will see them. You can tell me if tell us if there's any more. So, we did Schwartz beer, which Schwartz is beer. Uh, translated again by Jesse as black beer. Black beer. Black beer. Then we did American pale ales, not to be confused with your India pale ales. Correct. Mm-hmm. And now we are talking about barley wine, which is uh, a very high alcohol content, very malt forward. Um and uh, it, you didn't thank you for not correcting me. You corrected John when he said barley wine, and you said English barley wine. Yes. Oh, and this so guy. I will I will now say English barley wine. Is there a difference in your opinion, John? Uh, yeah, no, it's the hopping rate. I mean, we even, uh, Revolution, we call ours an English style barley wine, Ooh. too. So it's not that Jesse's unbearable, it's just that I'm trying to give him grief. Well, I, I am. <laughs> I'm slightly unbearable. Right. Sure, but for other reasons, buddy. <laughs> so the one from England, the J.W. Lee. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very good, but the the small amounts I had were enough because, as we mentioned, yeah. it's syrupy. It's got Syrupies. that port. Yeah, they're finished in port barrels, and I under I, I get. I think if you just handed this to I me and said, it. "What barrel was this in?" I'd be like, "That's port." Yeah, yeah. or an Aunt Jemima barrel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think this came from uh, you know lazy maple. Oh Did man, they even da- make that syrup anymore? Lazy maple. Oh, that bacon. barley wine syrup. The, the day after <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving when they released that barrel-aged Aunt Jemima and all these people are oh, lining up around line the block. Up. They cannot wait. My pancakes are going to the next <laughs> level, yo. All right, so what is our domestic barley wine? Domestic barley wine. Um, it is onto the size of that can. Yeah. I love it. It makes my hands look small. I hate that. My hands, <laughs> my hands are perfectly... Your hands make your hands so look small. Yeah, really? My, my hands, hands are, are per- perfectly small. <laughs> yeah, really. Weird, perfect perfect size. weird thing to claim about yourself in my a hands public forum. My hands are perfectly <laughs> sized. <laughs> perfectly sized. As opposed to I what? I talk to people. <laughs> they, they love my hands. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> yeah, but you only <laughs> talk to drunk people. <laughs> this well, your this hands show has fine, Jesse. But you always <laughs> handle those little, uh, you know, uh, mini uh, Mickeys, the tiny little bottles. They have my little mini business cards. I'm like, right. here, they're like, wow, his hands are huge. That guy's yeah, well, he drinks, yeah, he drinks those while he stomps on a model train set. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he drinks booze on a little cocktail airplane bottles. Uh, uh, I've had eight bottles of whiskey, and I'm mad at this town. I'm going to fight my dad. Um, so, 
So wow, this one tastes completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, this is so many roads by on tour. Uh, they're in the we call it the Chicago Brewing District, uh, kind of like Fulton west of Fulton Market. Okay, um, right, kitty corner to to us almost. Um, they've been making really solid beer for I think they're like going on three years now. Uh, a couple of years ago, they were actually named uh, as the best small brewery at the GABF. Wow, uh, Great American Beer Festival. So. For a small local brewery, they're they're kicking butt. Uh, they're putting out really good beer, um, and this beer. So John and I, we, we were texting back and forth notes for the show today. Um, I Other than to be, your love notes? Well, yeah, those are okay. also texted back and forth. Yeah, there's, there's work, and then there's your personal life. Sure, I understand. <laughs> I try to I hate die. Hate to separate it. Um, <laughs> but I was at on tour, having a shifty, and I, I had this, and I'm like, shift beer. I know what it is. <laughs> I didn't think you had stolen it. It'd be very shifty. What are you wearing? A trench coat and a shifty. hood? Very I was shifty. having a shifty. <laughs> but uh That's some weird hipster lingo. I took a picture of their menu because I had this and it's a super tasty beer. Um it's barrel aged, if I'm not mistaken, in bourbon barrels. So we were talking okay. before, you know, what, what barrels do yeah. uh barley wines usually get barrel aged and I think a lot of American breweries tend to use um bourbon barrels because they're cheaper. And more accessible. Okay. Um, and I like the nuances that those barrels give these beers. Like this yeah. beer, in comparison to this, it's not as sweet. No, not it's nearly way as balanced. Sweet. This this one tastes like the barrel, and then this one tastes like it was complimented by the barrel. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. got a lot of like honey and I don't know caros syrup in this. <laughs> um, this one is like notes of coconut, raisin, like, dates, like really like Werther's. Yes. I love yes. it. Yeah. And if I, I if I took that can out of my ratty cardigan and there was fuzz all over it, it would taste just as delicious. Wow, you are an old man. You really are. You're like a sticky candy from my pocket. Yep. Buffett, Buffett Hawaiian, and then a ratty cardigan over it, and I'm like oh, living man. my best life, professor. Yeah. Wait till oh. you see the Velcro on my shoes. I can't wait. And it's a little bit. It's different color. Is that from yes, the one barrel? Is slightly you darker, think? Yeah. Is, so the, the port malt. the port barrels yeah and the port barrels aren't charred as much as a bourbon yeah, barrel so yeah. there's just a little extra now see this one I could drink and drink and you know and then have to call the authorities <laughs> and the J W Lees I could have a little and then I would feel like my teeth were still like when you eat too much uh, frosting yeah and your teeth start to you know <laughs> that's that's kind of what would happen with the on tour or no with the J W Lees with the on tour I could sit there and now. Yeah. Let's talk about the vessel that this is in, the on tour, because this is I'm seeing this at a lot of tap rooms. Instead of the glass growler that was all the rage, people mm-hmm. were going home like they had, you know, moonshine with the triple X on there. Now we're going to crowlers. Crowlers, yeah. Um from a from a brewer's standpoint, is this a more economical way to go? It's not necessarily well, I mean, yes, because well, so Jesse hit on it earlier with the Sierra Nevada, like brewers, the brewery industry is a little more environmentally thinking yes. than a lot of other industries. And if you're taking a shipment of a pallet of crowlers, it's a lot lighter than a shipment of glass. Right. And of course, you're going to take more of these because these aren't reusable vessels. But at the same time, you're not asking people to go home and wash it out and scrub it out and bring it back. This is just, hey, here's... 32 ounces of beer when you're done recycle it yeah it's absolutely recycle like it's pa- paper labels on a on a aluminum can exactly perfect and it's uh now does it change the uh, the character of the beer if i if i were to go home with a growler versus a crowler so i mean you want to drink them 
quickly anyway. Yeah, within about you want to three drink. days, yeah. Because yeah. this, I mean, this, you know, it's still it's a really wide mouth. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna get about the same level of like you know degradation. You want to drink it within about three days a week if you yeah. can. Um, You're getting yeah. oxygen. We, we actually there, did a is... lot of yeah. We did a lot of experiments on the total package <clears throat> oxygen in crowlers versus uh, growlers, and like we wanted to switch to growlers for a lot of envi- uh, crowlers for a lot of environmental reasons. But we found that like shelf life wise, that's not really a reason to switch to these. Okay, yeah. but yeah. just for the environment and most. Most people who are taking that home, they're going to drink it in the next day well, or so. And it's thirty-two yeah. ounces instead of sixty-four. Either you're not you're not having to crack oh, the right, seal, yeah. and then you know hope you know the clock doesn't you know the clock starting on thir- on two pints instead of four. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, before we get to Orange's question, let's go back and the real reason you guys are here mm-hmm. is to pass judgment and to make brewers yes. feel good about themselves or to make brewers wish that they had upped their game we before would their never. product. Not on the, the power air. that we wield. Can you imagine? Yes, you do wield a lot of power. You're like the so loudest voice. You're like Roger Ailes of beer. Roger That's the meanest. No, oh, oh, the Roger Ailes of Ailes. Oh, very nice, Jesse. Jesse takes a Drops negative, turns it to a positive, <laughs> and then just he's out. I'm Him and done. Re- yeah. Finish the show without me. <laughs> <laughs> Only that your your vision can turn an entire country. No, That's what I'm saying. No, that I was just, I'm just mad because I have two kids. Jesse has zero kids and he just like dad joke <laughs> punched me in the back yeah. of the head. Yeah. He like, took you out. Yeah. You can lay down for a minute if you need a nap. I know how old people I'll are. I'll do it after the question. Yeah, right. The listeners come first. Let's go to Schwartz beer and uh, <clears throat> recap who was our baseline and who was our challenger. Coastrizer from the dawn of time. <laughs> from the primordial ooze. That would be a good name for Metropolitan. Beer. Ten amazing years in Chicago. All right. I don't know about you guys. I love the Coast Riser. It's an excellent baseline. It's an excellent beer. I give Magnetron the edge because it's a little fresher. There's a little bit of malt forwardness that I think gets lost in however long this takes to get from Germany. Um, and I think it really works here. So I'm going Magnetron. That's my thumbs up. Um, I really love the Magnetron. I super... It's they're one of my favorite breweries. It's one of my favorite beers. Uh, I feel that it could be a little bit more roasty. It was a little bit sweet this time, so I'm gonna give the edge to Coast Riser. You and Roger, yeah, yeah. very nice. But right. I mean, the, the body again. There's that Magnetron is such a good beer. But if we're going based on style, yeah. uh, they're really close. But again, Coast Riser's. Kind of well, they've been doing it since 1546. Since yeah, they must know. I was a teenager back then. Let me to your point real quick. If I'm making one beer all the time, is there a chance that, you know, you're kind of like, don't take this the wrong way. Kind of like McDonald's. You want continuity. Yeah. So whenever I crack open a a 312 or whenever I crack open an antihero or whenever I crack open anything, I want it to taste the same. Mm -hmm. So is there a chance that a brewery, and not that this was the one, you said this one tasted, the Metropolitan, the Magnetron tasted a little sweeter this time. Can there be... Something in the process that just one time maybe one of the ingredients was a little different than no I, you know and a lot of it too is is memory like I I yeah. might have had it one time where in my head maybe it tasted more roasty than before okay he um, had it at the cigar club oh sure <laughs> what <laughs> is it eat beef Metropolitan they're super consistent with their beer yeah um, all their beer is great and, and you go in there and that's what I love about them because they really have it dialed in you know guys like that that have been in the game for that long. You know, you have to be good. You have to be consistent. Right. And Metropolitan does that. So oh, their crankshaft is great. And yeah. Flywheel is really good. Yeah. Col- crankshaft is a Kolsch. That's yeah. yeah. 
So I like those. All right, so we're, we're split on that one. Very nice. Let's move on to our APAs, American Pale Ale. American Pale Ale. Um, we have Sierra Nevada, the OG, what do you say, 1983? 83. Yeah. Find it in an airport. Find it in a convenience store. One might be in your hand right now. Check. Find it on Lower Wackers. <laughs> hey, perfect. <laughs> um, and then Cody Daisy. Cut this up. Send it to Sierra Nevada. <laughs> I da- lots Daisy of Cutter, of the, the flagship beer from a local brewery that just keeps building. I yeah. mean, our, you know, we, I don't know anyone who works in Chicago brewing that isn't like in love with what Half Acre does or, you know, admire yeah. just their spirit of innovation, their consistency. They're willing to try new stuff. Yeah. They're they were, the quintessential neighborhood brewery. Yeah, they were they were um, pioneers too in, in Chicago. You know, after Goose Island opened in '88, uh, you had Metropolitan, and then you had Half Acre, and then okay. uh, and then Revolution. 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 But it was it was neat because, you know, Half Acre came into a market that didn't wasn't known for, you know, adventurous pale ales and IPAs, yeah. and they came in there like this is our style. Kind of all they did for a while. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, they said like, that in a nice way. Yeah, like they had a lot of cool takes on the style. Where you're pulling this mm-hmm. apart, and you're like, not every IPA tastes alike. Yeah. Like the brewers that they have were really showcasing different hops, different techniques, different recipes, and you're like, oh man, I think I just really like IPA because like I have eight that I'm just yeah. really into. <laughs> and they're still innovating. I mean, the, the, they put out beer every year. It seems like they they do like a different pale ale or a different IPA, and you're just like, how do you? Because you would think that you're doing IPAs all the time. May, may I g- uh, offer an old man digression here? Please. So I moved. For this while you're digressing. I moved into Lincoln Square about the time that Half Acre moved into their uh, original uh, storefront on Lincoln. Coincidence? Yes. Wait a minute. Uh, Did you open Half Acre? <laughs> um, but so Growlers, right? The thing is, yes, like, that growlers. was my neighborhood brewery. I was so excited about beer in my neighborhood at the time, and this is 2008, right? Like, <laughs> not a long time ago. But at the time, I'm like, holy crap, I can like. Just go and walk and buy fresh beer on draft and take it home and drink it. Perfect. But Half Acre did not quite have the funds to have branded growlers yet when I started. So for a while, you would get one of those ball two-liter jars. They would just be like, oh, we're going to screw it on real tight. You should drink this really fast. And then they would like heat seal like <laughs> some tape home, on the end. Moonshine. And I would. I mean, I was not taking that home to save. And I showed up one day and I had my ball jar and they had growlers and i was like <gasps> and i shed a single tear you guys are and i the threw the i threw i threw the jar in the recycling bin and bought a new growler <laughs> very nice all right so let's uh let's have a judgment at nuremberg um ah, this is a tough one cuz this is I like half acre was one of the beers that got me into craft beer but sierra nevada is like the beer that got everyone into craft beer just in terms of my personal preference I like the West Coast piney, resiny, hop character of Sierra Nevada a little more. Okay. So they got my thumbs up, but like 1,000 pardons to half acre. I'm, I'm like drinking this, you yes, know, it's like very, just kind of at the end of the show. Unfortunately, there cannot be a tie. That's the only thing. No, yes, we can't have a tie. We got to give them a little. Oh, go Lord of the Flies here. No, I, right. I'm, I'm voting for Sierra Nevada, right. but like half acre, man. I'll see you soon, baby. <clears throat> Much respect Much to respect. half acre. All right. Jesse? Um... Okay, Th- this Uh-oh. was not a, a difficult decision for me. Uh, Sierra Nevada was not, was not a difficult. It was not. It was. It was Ooh. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale has a piece of my heart, my beer heart. Um, it's been one of my favorites, like I said, forever. Um, Half Acre is one of my favorite breweries of all time, but Daisy Cutter, I'm going to be honest right now, has always been too hoppy for me. I, okay. I love as a beer, as a style, what they do. 
Um, I love it. I mean, it's you know, it's got floral notes on the nose. I love the aroma. Um, it, it's just I'm not an IPA guy. That's a pale ale, but it's it's hidden too close to an IPA. Yeah, uh, too bitter for me to really thoroughly enjoy. But I will say. When Daisy Cutter came out, I was drinking the hell out of that beer. Uh, but yeah, this is the one I have in my fridge. I don't have Sierra in my fridge. Yeah. Okay. I I have Sierra. See, <laughs> and that but that's see that's the joy of this that there can be the same style, and you go I this is this is my hand. It doesn't mean this one is not a good beer. Just means this is my preference. Yeah, this and, is and what it's, I like. it's like our whole message on the show is like all craft beers aren't alike. Right. Not even all IPAs are alike, <clears> even <throat> though that's the knock on IPAs. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, had we picked John picked Daisy Cutter, and I was on board with it. But had we picked Tuna from Half Acre, oh, I would have picked that over Sierra Nevada Pale Ale wow. because infighting amongst the experts. I don't know. It's just like this is a classic. Tuna yeah. is a fantastic yeah. beer. I buy a lot of tuna. And then too. you know, we we do Old Man Grumpy. They do Fist City. Both super solid Pale Ale. Yeah, same. Yeah, API. both. Yeah. Both yeah. The, really the rule being, we cannot review our own beers on yeah. the show. Right. But it's. Until we write you guys the check. Sure. <laughs> Fist City is, is one of my... No, if there's a, that's not true. If there's ever one that you guys are like... If one of you feels strongly that, hey, I think ours measures up to this this one, I think, we, I've se- I think we've Ethics set the press. come from here, I and understand. then... Which side does the liver on? Here. All across the back. Yeah. All across. That's a big... Mine is huge. Wow, ours, All right, ours so are again, bigger. Another split decision. This is like Rocky won. No, 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 no. We, got, we both picked Sierra. He picked Sierra. He oh, you picked Sierra. I picked Sierra. Okay. With a th- with a, a oh, much right. With much a, rending of garments <laughs> and and tearing the, of hair. The, the knotted rope yeah. and hitting yourself because this. Back. I mean, this is I, I buy far more of this, but sometimes you, you like can't taste something. Put it down. They know right now. Everybody, <laughs> anybody from Daisy watching. Cutter from uh, Half Acre who's watching is like. John has not put our beer. We understand. I, they get it. Sometimes you, you have the one you haven't had in a while, and you're like, man, I haven't appreciated this because it's been around since. The year before I was born, and uh, you know, sometimes it's nice. You know, it's there may be somebody there who's like, you know what? I'd I'd give them the edge too. All right, now we move on to the highly alcohol, alcohol highly alcoholic. Yeah, what did you call wines. me? Oh, hey, <laughs> so what did we started with a an English barley wine? J W Lee's Harvest Ale. One of one of the, like the really this is one of the ones that probably introduced a lot of. Pre-craft Americans to barley wine. Like okay, this was one of the first ones that was imported. Yeah, um, Harvest Ale, ale matured in port casks. It's really good. It is really barley good. wine was invented in England. It's, it's it even. I mean, I know you can't taste sweet. I mean, you can't smell sweet, but it smells sweet. Yeah, it is really. Like, it's honey. really good. I love. I it. get honey. I get like those caramel candies on the on the on the palate. I, it tastes like a. It smells like a butterscotch, like a melted yeah, butterscotch. butterscotch is great. It really. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here to recommend it. It's just, it really sits on the tongue. It's not very effervescent, which is kind of the style. But I, don't, I get like a lot of dark fig and raisin like sticking around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm saying like you, you know, want, you, you want figs <clears throat> just sticking around. You know, you, you talk about around. like I don't want to, like people who don't like IPAs say like I don't want like too right. much like hops yeah. sticking around and like being bitter in my mouth. This is like the opposite problem and i think this i think this talks about why you don't necessarily want a beer to be too sweet with yeah. not enough hot balance mm-hmm. and you're right i didn't notice it the first time there isn't any effervescence that's no. that's what lent to my syrup comments without 
you know, using well, the right yeah. term. And there's, there's a lot of malt and there's a lot a, of no, alcohol. So Barley wines tend to be less effervescent. We love England, but... Right. Hey, hey, they're they're going to the, was the quarters or the semis? The women's soccer team? Yes. Mm. Catch, hey, catch it. Catch the fever. Well, I'll, I'll, I will. The man sporting his Reese jersey says... <laughs> All right, yeah, so Greece's we had women are not Lee, and then we come to our local uh, barley wine, which was on, on tour, tour brewing, on tour brewing. So many roads. And um, little note of on 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 tour. Um, they're uh, they're big into music, and, and a lot of their beer. Well, all their beers are n- named after music related things. Okay. Uh, so many roads. I, I'm sure there's some kind of hippie jam band that has a song called "Some Roads." <laughs> I don't know, but that's <laughs> some that's a jam thing. band. But you don't have to be a hippie or into fish to enjoy this beer. Thank How'd you goodness. like that, Cody? That's pretty good. Thank that you. That was a nice. That's that was good. I should get into marketing. You should sell spots <laughs> on that. Oh man, that was fantastic. Well, like, on tour, you can get a hold of us. Uh, the, we're here. No, I, I would like fish. Okay. We have a we have a beer name for fish. Hop dust torture. After, named after one of their songs, chalk dust torture. I don't know anything about fish. Yeah, I, mean, I don't they either. Seem to, like they would be just uh, a, lo- a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, just Lord. jam bands are like. Guys that don't know how to finish a song. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, let's just keep going because we're we're starting to. Now peak. listen, and, and this, <laughs> I got into trouble making a statement like this about another group of of individuals. If you like jam bands, that's great. <laughs> God bless you. We don't all have to like the same thing. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means that's not my thing. Brian, have you ever dropped acid? Have I ever dropped acid? Yeah. No. Why would no, I drop acid? That'll change your opinion of the Grateful Dead. I've heard. Oh, the dead. No, the dead <laughs> is different. I like I like some of the dead. I like you know. All right, listen. Uh, Fire suddenly, on the mountain, baby. Suddenly it's at the lab with the uh, you know. <laughs> Holy cow! All right, at the what? lab with Star Child. What's up, oh, man? man? We just dropped some blotter. Um, and things are everything's nice. This, I see the colors of the beer. This on tour, I feel like if yeah. I just drank it without having had this um, Syrup? mead from <laughs> JW Lee's, I would think this would probably be really sweet. But like, I'm getting nothing but like the balance in here, a little bit of roast. A little bit of like burnt sugar, like this is really cool and restrained, but it's also a big beer. This is half a point less alcohol than the JW Lee. So this is eleven. The other one was eleven five, and this tastes just so much more restrained that I wouldn't have guessed that the Lees with all that syrup and sugar kind of character yeah. was that that much. No, I liked it. Yeah, would it be immature of us to make Cody shotgun that beer? Well, you can't really. Sh- we should encourage that. We should encourage. It. I want some of that one over there. Which one? It's gone. It's gone. That acid, uh, they drank it that acid beer, man. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh. Where'd it go? It's gone. Unacceptable. Cody, Sorry. here. All right. We're, we're actually doing you so a favor by... <laughs> which which do you prefer, John? I'm, I'm guessing you prefer the uh, Entour Brewing. I prefer the Entour. I was so excited for Lee's, though. It was one of the first barley wines I had. Um, and When he told me, I was like, whoa. Yeah, like, I, right. And yeah, we were having a while. Just, it's this, this local brewery that is... Far less multinational. This is just make a, they made a, a nicer, I, in my opinion, they made a nicer, more balanced barley wine. Yeah. Right. Very nice. So on tour is what? Now, I, we mentioned before that we were going to get to a question. So yes. we'll, we'll answer the question, uh, ask the brewers, and then we will uh, wrap things up. We appreciate everybody staying. Uh, again, follow on follow Jesse and John on Twitter. You can do UT Chicago for John and Jesse Man BQ. It's Man B Q U E. Uh, they they are prolific tweeters. 
Oh, yeah. So follow them. There's always good content. Uh, I know we're on Facebook. They're on Facebook, too. But we're on you Facebook. Guys, you guys said you guys Rev Brew Chicago, Facebook. Rev Chicago, Facebook, yeah. and Goose Island on Facebook. And Insta. Insta. It, oh, and Insta, yes. Insta. If you want to see, plus. UT Chicago everywhere. That's why I have that one. That's it. You get and it every platform. The beauty of uh, these guys, the it's one. not all beer. Because then you go into the Manbecue chapter of their lives, and you learn about meat and cooking and uh, all sorts of deliciousness to complement all the wonderful beers that you're drinking. So, And then you get to see Jesse's motorcycle. So you get <laughs> beer, you get food, and you get Jesse's motorcycle. And that's uh, everything's great. All right, this question is from Oren. Uh, he is a medical technologist. Oh, all right. All right, Cody is going to... Hold on. Well, if you wait one second, now your mic is on. Sorry. You are so, boy, oh boy. I actually have three quick things before the question. One. Ooh. First, a couple of uh, listener shout outs from the stream. Carolyn says, my husband and I love craft brew. Thank you for putting on a spotlight on it. You're welcome. Thank you, You're welcome. Thank, you. thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Kat says, hello, that. everyone. And Carolyn says, every good brewer, professional, or home has a bottle opener on their keys. Is this true? We got the whole, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine has leather and it's got this snake bite. Nice. Which, yeah. And I don't have it on my keys, but I have two in my briefcase and I have one in my bag that's in, in this room. I've got one on my keys. It's my DePaul. I call it my $40,000 bottle opener. Very nice. <laughs> I also have one of my I keys. Like Jesse says the leather. Yeah, so this, uh, Ooh, funny story about this. I was in some town doing an event and apparently... I met the guy who makes these. So he posted on his Instagram, it was great meeting at Jesse Mambecue from Goose Island. You know, he loves our product, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and somebody comes up to me and goes, what did they give you? Because, you know, you can't just accept stuff from people. Right. And I was like, I don't, have, I don't know what this guy's talking about. And they, they had a picture of this, and I'm like, that's cool, but I don't own that. A week later, I received this in the mail. Oh. <laughs> so I think their social media was like, Dude, you're a week early. <laughs> like, we didn't even send this out to the Wait, guy. You can't yet. just accept stuff. I oh mean, man, I'm crooked as the day is long. You I don't make a habit send me of it. stuff, America. I'll yeah, take us it. too, America. I'm looking for America a sponsorship. I'm gonna from go Porsche. worldwide. If J.W. Lee wants to send some uh, more of this barley wine, Cody and I will put ourselves into <laughs> comas. You think they'll send it in the original honeycomb form? I would love that. <laughs> I want. To, I want somebody. I would like the Queen to bring it over. Nice. Or somebody dressed like the queen. The queen it doesn't B, have to be hello. the queen. I think they have about it. <laughs> He's on fire today. They have the drones do that. He is on fire. Honorary today. dad. All right. So the shout outs were one. the first thing. The second thing is, uh, I know you guys kind of semi-ironically um, used 312 earlier, but my brother Zach was in town a couple weeks ago, and we were at a place, and he ordered a 312. Ah. And he works at a grocery store in Rockford, and he said everyone calls it a 312. <clears throat> really? Have you noticed this is a thing outside the city of Chicago? Oh, dude, you know, from, from traveling the country for Goose, when we would give people a beer, or you talk to people, you're like, have you ever had Goose Island? They go, yeah, I like the... And it was like, how many different ways could someone say 312? And it was like, I love uh, 312, like 312. I just called <laughs> six. Yeah. <laughs> and them all together. I don't know. All I know like is Goose Island six. All I know is you can't trust people from the eight fifteen. Wow, <laughs> that is correct. But that—that's so. We'd always say like, "What's your area code?" And they're like, you know, like one two three. It's like okay, so this is three one two, and they're like, yeah, three twelve. And you're like, no, 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 no. no. Like it's an area code. It's the area code of Chicago, and they're just like three twelve. But at <laughs> some like, point, as long as they're drinking it. Whatever that's all you that call it. Yeah. That's, it's call the, whatever you want. Those three numbers on a can, you like them? Go ahead. You like that yellow? Yeah, cool. Take that beer. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. 
Keep me employed. Uh, All right, number two. Th- that was number two. That was number two. What Third is number quick three? Third quick thing is, have you guys ever like, you're going to go out with friends and meet him up or you just like have like a midday slump and you're like, I'm going to grab a coffee on my way to this bar or whatever. Is this mm-hmm. the thing that people do? Yeah. Okay. So on the way to the station today, I got a coffee, but like they were advertising one of those special coffees with like butter in it. Uh, oh, this, <laughs> the bulletproof? Yeah. So the aftertaste <laughs> has been with me ever since and like i've had four like half cups of beer and it's still there uh, so have that lees if anyone is listening and you're going to a brewery and like you want to grab a little coffee pick me up first like public service announcement do that but do not have like a stick of butter in it Pu- yeah that public th- service announcement don't drink butter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good public service announcement. i don't know why can't i just get a coffee uh, a coffee stout or a coffee porter wouldn't that do the same thing? Yeah, we don't have yeah, any there's butter not enough, ones. There's not enough caffeine in those beers to give you that pick-me-up. No, yeah, by the time you have enough caffeine from those beers, you are done. Yeah, perfect. Wait, so Cody thinks it's grody? <laughs> wow, it's weird no, to see you such a quit. winning streak come to an end. Yeah, but. it's very, you should have quit it. while you were ahead. because you, you were doing really well. Really I well. I like that one. Grody, Cody, see? I liked it. Thanks. It was good, yeah. Of course That's he did. All that he liked it because you said his name. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm glad that He's, you saved this for the Facebook stuff, and you gave you gave the airwaves customers like the ace yeah, material. Yeah, the big. Well, the, I mean, you've got to pick and choose, right? It's like when a big stand-up so you, comic does. So that was a does... conscious choice on your part. <laughs> like uh, the That's hits, even sadder. <laughs> it's a Rolling Stones. The By hits the... are for the masses. Right. For the the smaller audience, I'm going for the more. Uh, oh, so this is like your club set. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. This the arena. Stones. The arena show was up until seven. This, this is Stones Stones and Rolling Rollers. Stones, and now it's Portugal the Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? That the show was Rolling Stones at Soldier Field. This is Rolling Stones at Double Door. Uh, no, I think your last joke was Rolling Stones at Altamont. Keith. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Bravo. Why are we fighting? Keith. Why are we fighting? Keith. Keith. <laughs> so, the question. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get to question. Tangents. Uh, forget my question. I would like to know if they could do more Rolling Stones impressions. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if I got uh, all of his details exactly right. So, that's why I didn't want you to be like, you know. Cody, but you're the sober one. I, supposedly. Uh, but the, it's hung the, over. the it's thing. Degrees. Have you ever done acid? <laughs> I was listening to Grateful Dead all night last night, guys. Fire uh, on the mountain, Cody. <laughs> the the important part of Warren's question is that he he's doing like a kind of a survey on beer flavors. I think he, he like wants to expose friends uh, to different beer flavors, and he's thinking about basically having some people over and trying Hopnosh and Rebel and Blue Moon. Well, you know Blue Moon, obviously, but uh, he's wondering, could you describe, like, as a generic collection of items, he's like, well, those things seem to have, like, a long-lasting flavor in the mouth, they're, like, non-bubbly, non-carbonated, like, maybe a little sugary. Like, overall, if you want to have friends come over and have a tasting, like, is that a good variety to, like, get kind of a sample of different beers? So, most American craft beer is carbonated in about the same range, and that's because most of the commercial equipment carbonates to about the same range. Um... What he's talking about a little bit is just like how apparent the carbonation is versus like the flavors, and that's really a f- an effect of dryness. So that's they have these brute IPAs that are IPAs but taste almost like nothing once the finish goes because they have no residual sugars. Yeah, honestly, dry. I think that if he's if he wants to have friends over for a tasting, do. 
But if he wants to do like something really cool where you discover new stuff, do Blue Moon, Hogarden, Allagash, or you know, Hopnosh, two different uh, things like that. Get three things in the same style. Pour it to your friends like cold. Just like don't tell them what it is. Have them dive in and talk about what they taste in it, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, and then at the end reveal what it is. Like one of the coolest things I've ever done was um, you know, just tasting three different Belgian wits. And some people were like, oh man, is there something wrong with this one? I really like this one. I really hate this one. But it was three very available like Belgian wits, and everyone had a different opinion. Like taste is so individual. And human beings aren't necessarily trained to be like, oh, I taste peaches in this. I taste, <laughs> right. oh, because it's like we're, we were, we were, yeah. we were brought up like evolutionarily to be like, this will kill me, this will not kill me. These are the two paths, you know. <laughs> so you really, have, I mean, those tastings like that and stuff are really important in like building your flavor profile, your vocabulary, the things you like and you don't like, and it just gets easier the more you do it. So I say, you know, yes, do that. Um, it's all going to be about the same carbonation because a canned beer is going to be about the same. But grab similar styles with different flavors and see how people like it. There's really no wrong way to do a tasting with your friends also. like I would also highly recommend to – John hit on something that I, I always preach about when I'm doing educational stuff. It's um, building that vocabulary. So if you download like BJCP, the app, um, just getting familiar with the different styles and – that kind of sets a, the bar for what to expect. Special guest on Facebook Live. <laughs> Here the comes Roger. But getting familiar with hey, that, buddy. getting familiar with styles <laughs> and flavors, um, that's a really good way to, to start off. But I agree with John. It's picking a style and picking different versions of one style and then moving on to mm -hmm. another style. And that's how you kind of build up a vocabulary. Uh, and that's where you get familiar with beer profiles, flavor profiles. Yeah. Every, okay. every time you say it. So the worst thing to do, is to be like, I don't know, I, I'm not good at this. You could afford it. Taste it. Whatever dumb thought that comes across your brain, you're like, uh, peaches, butterscotch, toffee, whatever. Say it. And then write it down. And then as you keep doing that, you'll get better at it and you'll get more confident in yourself. Like, no one can tell you what you taste. But if you're too scared to tell other people what you taste, you will never develop, like, those lines of, like, how you like to talk about it and what you do and you don't like. Uh, you know, like... It's funny when you talk about like sommeliers when they talk about wine, they come up with some crazy descriptors. Beer could be the same way. I mean, uh, you sit there if like, you know, there's there's like a, a beer that might remind you of cutting the grass, like the the fresh like fresh cut grass scent. So, like aroma is going to give you like it's going to send you into like some kind of memory or something. And, and beer is like that. Like I'll open a beer and it's like, oh man, this reminds me of. You know, insert memory here. Yeah. But again, it's it's building that vocabulary through things like that. And you could say, like, this reminds me of, what did we say earlier? Like, Werther's, you know, like, it, that reminds me of beating my was grandma's I just yeah. remember John's sweater. I don't remember the... Exactly. My, <laughs> I don't my remember fuzzy what candy was sweater. involved, but John is all wearing I'm a Hawaiian is, shirt and a cardigan. That's all I know. <laughs> what Jesse and I want to do is to get people talking about it like sommeliers yeah. do, and everyone takes them seriously because they wear uh, very fancy jackets. And no one sure, takes and us. One, and a can of, you know, a sommelier is bringing you out a $500 right. bottle of wine, so you give them more, a little more authority, whereas you can enjoy all the complexities of beer just as much, but, you know, you're paying $15 maybe for a crawler, $25 for a crawler. It's a lot more accessible to That's the, a yeah. to the there's, common there's man. We, should, we shouldn't attach quality to price. Yeah. I, I always tell people when comparing beer to, to wine, I'm like, 
Think of it as a fight. Like, right. you know, wine shows up with grapes and, and fermentation, those two guys. And beer is like, well, I've got hops, I've got water, I've got malt, I've got yeast. And on top of that, I've got a million different kinds of hops, sure. a million different kinds of yeast. Like, I don't want to fight that. You're fighting an army. Plus, I could put you know, coffee par- in there. I could put, uh, you know, I've got yeah. different barrels There's that so I'm going to put my stuff in. that yeah. can be added to beer where, like, wine is like, but we've got terroir. <laughs> I mean, par- part, of the pro- part are- of the problem, right? Like, wine has very, like, well-dressed, manicured, skinny people. We look like a couple of unemployed 16-inch <laughs> softball all-stars. <laughs> And like people are like, well, one of those groups knows the finer <laughs> things, and we're like, hey, we know the finer things too. The other one's got an anger problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the other ones are wearing knit caps when it's ninety degrees out and have huge beards. I tell you what, I the, don't trust them. The Somal the sommeliers aren't going to recommend you a wine for your double cheeseburger with bacon. Jesse <laughs> and I do that most days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, because most people are not spending that kind of money on, you know, what they're eating, what they're drinking with dinner. I'm telling you, they're not going to sit on a patio like. I'm looking forward to sitting on the deck and drinking a nice beer. For the for the the entry level price of being a bad wine snob with cheap taste, you can be like an incredible beer nerd <laughs> with a huge cellar. It's amazing. <laughs> people blanch at like eighty dollars, and people are like, "Oh, eighty dollar bottle? I wouldn't drink that I until I age it for three swear. years." Eighty dollars. Yeah, no beer. Beer is is gastronomy and and cultivation, but like. For the people. For the man. That was great. Orin's follow-up question was just if he had a uh, particular beer recommendation, maybe based on what you've heard of the ones he was going to try, or any book recommendations to maybe learn more about kind of like maybe the tasting process. Tasting beer. Tasting beer by Randy Mosher. Guy's a local author, wrote the Bible on going from, hey, I kind of know what beer I like, to being like an expert of like picking out what you like and, and approaching it purposefully. Um, I like if, as far as beer. I'll say one thing: um, tasting beer is the best book. But as far as beer, it's always nice to compare like a local. Uh, if you're doing like a pale ale, or like Rebel is Samuel Adams, uh, their their IPA. So pick something that's national like that, brewed on a big system, and then pick something local. You know, and you you see like a big difference between kind of what uh, you guys do here. Yeah, what we do every My phone every just month. Died by the way. Are you kidding? No. Oh no! I had three picks for him. <laughs> Literally died straight up. Can we still go on on <laughs> we the, can on go the page? On yours. Do it, do it, jump in. I want to give this guy. I want to give this guy three recommendations for Blue Moon type beers. When I got in here, my phone was at sixty percent, so I don't know how that happened. It was at sixty percent. I swear to, I swear to God, I wasn't even running anything. You know what the Ethernet is, Roger? It's the internet you put on a rag to kidnap somebody. <laughs> hey, Ethan, I like That's what I do. That. There you go. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the joke we tell late at night. Yeah, very silent of the Oh my god, dude, I love that so much. You got me wheezy. You got me wheezy. This is all off air. No, it's being recorded. The audio is recording. The audio is recording. Oh my God! Right. That was oh, What's works. going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it I cuts don't and comes back. And we're just like, there. We go. All right, and we are right. now <laughs> about to go live again. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to laughing at my own joke. <laughs> uh, Facebook John, Live. You missed probably joke. John's best joke. As good as Jesse's uh, jokes were before, uh, John. John wins. <laughs> download the podcast. Yeah, you got to download the podcast at the uh, at about the thirty nine minute mark. Oh, man. John made Jesse wheeze. 
Um, so that's nice. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, my phone literally died. Yeah, how did you... It was at 60%. I didn't even get a battery, low battery notification. Hold on, I'm going to cry one tear. Mm, I don't no. know if phones could be... All right, over. so, wait. Uh, <laughs> three beers, three beers to try together to yes, figure so out what you like and what you don't like. I'll give you four. Avery's Avery's four. Avery's White Rascal from Avery mm. Brewing. Get it at any liquor store, Binnie's, like a larger liquor store. Uh, Whole Garden, that's an AB product. You can get that at the grocery store. It's delicious. Allagash White, um, White, distributed only in Chicagoland in the state. So if you're listening from downstate, I'm sorry. And then Blue Moon, the original, like most people's first expectation with that. Try the Blue Moon, the Allagash, the Whole Garden, and the Avery. See what you like. Like, if you like Blue Moon best, great. Drink Blue Moon. If you like the other ones, like maybe you figure out a little bit more about your flavor profile because these are all the same style of beer. Throwing out those kind of peach notes, a little bit of soft sweetness. Um, but you'll be able to really, if when you're comparing styles with each other that are the same, you'll you'll be able to pick out what you like and don't like in a very narrow setting. And that's kind of how you pull it out to be uh, loud beer people on the radio like we, we get to do. Fantastic. Can I add one yeah. to that? Give you five. Well, oh, you're Hitachino, on, Roger. Your mic is on. Oh, Hitachino oh, Wido, yeah, yeah from, from Japan. Japan. Ooh. And it's it's uh, that and Whitakirk. Whitakirk is another traditional. Well, it's Hitachino uh, Nastale. Yes. Nastale. The, it's the Hitachino oh. and Whitakirk. Whitakirk is. Do six beers, yes. Yeah. Have this big party. Yeah, yeah, That's the best six. way to do Invite it. Invite us. <laughs> you also said, I thought Allagash was a northeast, like. It is. It's yeah, from Maine. It's from Maine. It's, okay. It's, all, it's distributed all up and down the east coast, but in Chicago land. Like, it's not distributed in Illinois, but it is distributed in Chicago and the surrounding. Got it. We are very lucky to have Allagash here. They're one of the great American breweries. So now, is it, would their Allagash Black be considered a Schwartz beer, bringing it back to the first? No, that's no, um, it's a little bit of a, a different style. Because I like yeah. that. I like their Allagash, Allagash Black, Black is delicious. really good. When I... S- I, I rarely see that. Their, their triple is one of my favorite beers of all time. Okay. Curio is oh, so good. Got a question from an average guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Yeah, me. So let's say I'm just a, a regular guy just like sitting down having a beer. I don't know from hops to this to that. I don't know nothing. I just like drinking beer. Yep. Why should I, the average guy, want to learn more about all of these uh, uh, different types of brews and everything. Why would I want to go out of my way to learn that? For mm-hmm. the same reason that early man understood that raw pork will give you a worse experience <laughs> than cooked beef. Yes. <laughs> you're you're, okay. you're just going and you're learning to enjoy yourself. You know, and if it's the way that you relax, it's the way that you socialize with friends, it's the way you turn off after a long day. And you know what? If it doesn't do it for you, fine. You know, drink whatever makes you happy. Right. That's really all we're <clears throat> both trying to do is to get someone to what makes them happy. Okay. And if if it's just the same high life for 60 years, then God bless you, and I hope someone bought you a high life jacket at some point. <laughs> I think, okay. you know, for me, I, I'm more of an adventurous person, so if I enjoy mm-hmm. something, whether it be beer or food, right. I always try to seek out an even greater experience. Like, how can I make my beer drinking more enjoyable. Like, what do I like about this beer? Oh, you know, it's not just because it's liquid and it's fizzy and it's good, but it's like there's got to be something that you like in the beer. That's why you're drinking it. That's why you're like, I'm an average guy. I'm drinking this average beer. Mm-hmm. But what do you like about that average beer? You know, it's like, okay, so like I, I like that it's maybe sweet. Oh, that means you like malts. Mm-hmm. So then I would go and say, like, give me a malty beer. Give me an ale. Or, 
you know, if you like something maybe bitter, then you go and try an IPA. Or, but for me, it's being adventurous. Um, I think we do everything for a reason, but there's, you know, that being said, you go and expand. I love expanding my flavor palette with both food and beer, and that's that's kind of my pitch. Like, you know, yeah. beer's well, good. Be curious, Roger. So that's that's why well, somebody yeah, should I do understand it. that, but, you know, if you take your average Joe on the street <laughs> who's at the bar and and the only time they're going to change the beer they drink is if the bar's out of it. And they say, well, uh, give me a, and then, you know, whatever. But there are, I think there are more of those mm-hmm. in the bars than there are people who are trying to experiment. And, and it's, the, it's an educational process, mm-hmm. which I don't know who it falls on, whether it's the individual who says, oh, I want to expand my horizons, or whether it's the bartender who says, uh, hey, I know that you normally drink this, try this. It, it might be on their shoulders to try to expand the education of the average beer drinker. I would think, and you guys can agree or disagree, I would think it's on the person themselves. If I'm hearing, uh, you know, there's all these beers out there. I go into my local liquor store to buy my six-pack of whatever, and mm-hmm. this is the beer I've been drinking for 20 years, and I like drinking this beer. Like Jesse said, there's got to be a reason you like that beer. It can't just be laziness or habit. You right. have to like it. Okay. Well, you see, you walk in, and I don't care if you get your beer at Osco. I don't care if you go to Binnie's. I don't care. You're you're looking at walls mm-hmm. of different beers. There has to be something in your mind that goes, "What's all this about?" I wonder what. And there's people everywhere that you can ask at uh, right. the liquor stores. You can ask at tap rooms. You can ask at you know. You can ask your friends. Sure. Hey, have you ever tried that? It's it's all about you. You've got to be the one to. To make the decision that I want to try something different, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to broaden. And maybe you know what? Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe you try it and you go, I didn't like this at all. Okay, so it was a beer. It's not, you know, you didn't move to a new city and go, this is a nightmare. You, <laughs> you just had a beer, and you yeah. know something new. You know what you don't like right, about something exactly. else, and you can, and like you said, you grow your vocabulary. So you don't have to have, I mean, I don't have the most advanced vocabulary when it comes to beer, but I can tell you things about a beer that I like and things about a beer that I don't like. And the more I try and the more that everybody tries, the more you start to, then you expand. Just like if you're trying to learn a language or if you're trying to learn to cook, you know, uh, smoking meat, I can do a passable job, but I'm always reading and trying to get better. Mm-hmm. So it, it's on you, Roger. It's not on. It's and, not on the industry. And you know what's it's cool? The marketing. You know guys. what's cool though? And this 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 goes true with like I think like four out of five people is they prefer dentine. Well, exactly. <laughs> of course. They. Um, I, I think what's cool with like four out of five people, like you start someone who doesn't know, they like one little thing, like say one beer or whatever. Right. They learn all this new stuff. They take in all this new information. They get like a level of connoisseurship become an unbearable snob, whatever. Oh. What they end up doing is appreciating that original thing that brought them in, like, that much more. Right. And, like, it's true in, like, you know, film or books or whatever, but it's especially true in beer. Like, you won't find a lot of brewers that don't, like, just gravitate back to, like, those pilsners they grew up on. I started or, with Old Style. That exactly. Was my, that was yeah. my first beer that I took out of my dad's refrigerator after my eighth grade graduation party. And, you know, and I was, my bikes out. And so it was Old Style. And now... Every once in a while, if I'm in a bar that has old style, I'm like, I gotta have an old style. Yeah, I, I, I was just, a I yeah. was a high life delinquent in uh, in McHenry, Illinois, <laughs> and I've still got high life in my fridge at home. And I grew up with hams. Yeah, oh, from the land of sky blue waters. Wrigley Field, yeah. back when hams was the official beer, 
when I was a kid. They were the official dad, beer at Wrigley Field? They were. Wow. And it's the my beer dad, refreshing, John. Of my dad would were. order, and then if they would pour it in the cup, and he would say, this is the dumbest thing that he ever said to me. He said, <laughs> go ahead and drink the foam, but don't drink the beer. Because he didn't want to have to get through the foam to get to the beer. Not really thinking, Dad, that there's alcohol in the foam, too. <laughs> it's part of the drink. And I'd, I'd have a little bit, and that was fine. But now, yeah, I bet you're really easy to handle like after. <laughs> a hams once in a while. Yeah. When I'm out for dinner, I'm having a good steak. It bring, Like you said before, <laughs> it brings me back yes. to a time when Memories. I was growing up, and and he'd be having his hams after mowing the lawn and, and you know putting the sprinkler up in the hot summer day and listening to the game on, on the radio. The best you. marketing tool right now is... Is nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. Well, well how so, long, I've so. never. I don't know if I've ever actually had a hams, but I just quoted three of their catchphrases <laughs> yeah, exactly. from back in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, you know? smell and taste are two of the senses like most tied to memory. Like, it's it's been proven like you know like uh, you can see something and kind of forget it or fool yourself. Right. But the way something smells and tastes like. When you're not even thinking about that old memory, you'll get a little piece of it. You'll smell something. You'll taste something. And it'll like just yep. knock you yeah. back in time, and you can't even help it. It's like it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, do another newscast. Thank you, yeah. gentlemen. Drink up, Thank you do very the news. much. I'm Thank you, Roger. Tom, listen I'm to set for the night, baby. Listen to Roger's <laughs> accurate uh, and, and very professional newscast. When I start uh, reading it in French. Then you know I've gone over the deep end. <laughs> Listeners, we've got a Schwartz beer advisory. I, I feel bad that on your birthday, yeah. uh, after watching this, you're going to get a call from management going, yeah, let's, not um, do let's have a meeting. Let's not keep. Let's not put your opinion into the news anymore. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah. How about sober news? That's we'll, a nice news. That's the we'll, kind of news we enjoy. We will be responsible. <laughs> For the rest of the evening. I understand. <laughs> well, happy early birthday. Thanks, thanks for coming birthday. by. Thank thanks, you. Roger. All right. All right. So there's Orange's question. There's uh, the recap. And uh, we appreciate it. Once again, Jesse Valenciana, John Carruthers, Goose Island, Revolution John. Brewing. We've got Jesse ManBQ on Twitter, UT Chicago on Twitter for John. Uh, every month we do at the breweries. We are very happy that you join us. We are happy that you watch this part of it. And uh, if you have questions, for next month's episode, you can send them ahead of time, and we'll get them to the guys because we know they put tons of planning into uh, into what's coming up. I mean, handwritten we got notes, notes and everything. everything. Handwritten yeah. notes, love notes, kissy face emojis. <laughs> this is a this is about love of beer and love of fellow man. Can you pull up those post-it notes again so I can put them on the yes. stream because <laughs> they're they're see. worth it. John's scrawling, uh, RevBrew.com. And GooseIsland.com for that. We are, and we say that just because uh, you guys are, are very ethical. You you come out and talk about everybody else's beers. Sure All right, get on that. Batteries dying. Am I the only one with a charger? Everyone's batteries dying. Oh. Yes, Jesse, love you. <laughs> yeah. And then, whoop, whoop. But wait, there's more. Of course there is. Remember our text yesterday? That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's at the breweries. We do it every month. And uh, we can't be more grateful to Jesse and John, or John and Jesse, however you want to bill them. Cody holds the camera. Cody doesn't get to enjoy many of the samples. Well, he does. You just don't see it. So we will <laughs> talk to you again on at the breweries next month. I will talk to you Friday night. Very Oh, here's the, the uh, Friday night at 10 o'clock. I will be on. So uh, a little extra, Brian. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you later. Cheers.